This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, we've got to be honest here. It is not as easy to grow on Instagram as it was back in the early days of the app, but it's not at all impossible to grow. Both of my Instagram accounts have both seen healthy growth over this past year, even with all of the algorithm changes and updates and formats and, you know, drama with Instagram. So today I thought it would be fun to share what I would do if I were starting an Instagram account from scratch today. Let's talk about content first. First and foremost, I would post three to five times per week minimum. Again, back in the back in the olden days, back in my day of Instagram, a little bit really went a long way. If you posted a really beautiful photo, you might get likes on that baby for a week or, or more. But today the app moves really quickly and the current algorithm also rewards consistency. So just like on YouTube, I try to upload two or three times per week so that the YouTube algorithm remembers who I am, my subscribers <laughs> remember who I am. The same is true for Instagram. So aiming to post any less than three to five times per week in my opinion, is going to be an uphill battle. It's going to be hard to see growth. I see it on my account. I am not perfect on my Instagram account at the Latasha James. I definitely don't post three to five times per week right now, but I have an audience built up already. So that definitely helps. But when I do post, that's when followers come in. And I don't know if it's that they're finding me through these new posts or if just something in the algorithm, like, Instagram just shakes people. I, you know what? I don't know how it works, but I do know that if I'm not posting, usually my follower growth isn't really growing. I would also, in the beginning, focus on saveable and shareable content. One of the big mistakes that I see a lot of people make just with, with social content in general, this could be for any platform, is they rush to sell. They're like, okay, I'm starting this Instagram account for my business, so I need to be selling often, you know, to, in, to, to prove its return on investment, basically. And that's a noble cause, I feel you, but you need to warm your audience up to you. You need to grow an audience first and foremost. And I don't think the Instagram algorithm likes you taking people to click the link in your bio to go onto other sites so much. And I don't think your audience is going to like this brand new Instagram account just spamming them with the links to buy stuff. So you really need to focus on awareness and engagement first. So focus on things that are savable and shareable. Some things that are savable and shareable are like graphics, for example. Now this doesn't work for everybody, of course, but just some things that I see in my feeds, graphics, you know, nice like words or infographics, things that you can slide through and kind of learn, get a lesson out of just this one Instagram post. I need to do better about infographics, but I do post quite a few of them on the online business launch lab account. We'll just kind of share a quick how to, or maybe some of our favorite books, things like that, that just get people to swipe, almost read like a little mini blog post. Some other things of course are reels, you know, reels are kind of Instagram's take on TikTok on that viral content trend. So if you can make people laugh, if you can inspire people, if you can entertain people and do that so well that they want to share it with their friend, then you're going to be in a really good spot because one, that's a signal to the algorithm. Two, that's another 
set of eyeballs that just got a DM with your post in it. So those things all help grow your audience. Now, speaking of reels, if we want to go back to that posting frequency, three to five times per week is what I'd recommend. I would make sure at least two to three of those are reels if you can. Now I know I'm talking ideal world, right? If you have all the time in the world, if you have all the resources in the world, this is what I'm, I'm talking. Of course, do what you can. If that's not realistic for you, do one a week, do two a week, whatever. But yes, Instagram is heavily favoring reels and the algorithm. They are really pushing real content. And I think just the social climate in general is really favoring video content. Now, I feel how I feel about this. I don't really like short form content. It gives me a headache. I don't like being glued to my phone. I think it's shortening our attention spans. But the good thing about it, I think, is that, you know, for selling, when it comes to selling, audiences connect better with video content than anything else, if you ask me. And so it can be a really great way to show off your product, to talk about you know, your expertise, if maybe you're a service provider, or showcase other happy customers. There's a lot that you can do that is just more compelling and more interesting than, you know, writing a post about it or taking like a, a picture of a of a piece of jewelry, for example, showing that in a reel is just so much more fun and engaging. Now, when we're thinking about content as well, I would also create series or reoccurring themes on my Instagram. Now I've talked about content pillars before. These are basically just two to three main buckets of content. Maybe it's, um, you know, jewelry trends, seen on the runway and beauty and fashion inspiration or muses or something like that, right? Those are content pillars where each piece of content you post will you know, fit into one of those buckets. Maybe it's a picture of a model who's a muse. Maybe it's a, a reel of an outfit. And um, I already forgot the other <laughs> pillar that I just said, but you get, you get how that works, right? But even deeper, I would do actual series. So just like on YouTube, I have the Freelance Friday podcast. I have a week in my business. Those are different series. I would have, if I'm that same jewelry brand, maybe it's interview with a muse and maybe you interview a different influencer or model or fashionista or whatever. It could be what's new on the runway and you have sort of a commentary, a real style green screen commentary, picking out different fashion trends for each season or something like that. The reason I would recommend doing this is because again, I think that Instagram and, and all of this short form video stuff, they want us to almost think YouTube. You know, they, they are almost wanting us to have shows on that platform. And again, audiences respond to this really well. Also, if they know you as that company who does the runway commentary, they're going to come back. They're going to get in that habit of looking, you know, every time they see a new fashion show, they're going to come to your account for your commentary on it. So as opposed to just kind of like freestyling and doing a different thing every time, it kind of gives your audience a bit of whiplash. They don't really know what to expect. You know, you all know on this YouTube channel, you can look forward to this podcast every single Friday and on the podcast platforms, of course. So you kind of know what to expect, even if maybe my Monday and Wednesday videos are a bit of a freestyle. So I think this really helps build an engaged audience. And I also have a hunch that Instagram likes it as well. Now you probably have to experiment a little. Of course, you're not gonna know exactly which series perform the best until you kind of try a few, but give that a whirl, measure your results, see which ones are the most engaged, the most talked about, the most shared, the most clicked, if you're linking over to a website, and then scale that. You know, maybe have 
two to three shows, if you will, or series that you publish regularly. Okay, now the second big piece of growing an Instagram account today or any day, any year, is engagement. I see so many business owners post amazing content on Instagram and get little to no engagement, clicks, followers, anything from it. And a lot of times when I dive deeper and try to figure out what's going wrong here, the issue is not the content. It's the fact that they are not engaging at all. They are not being social on these social media platforms. And this is a really big mistake. It's really easy to make, you know, content is king as they say, or queen or whatever content is, is everything. It's a, it's not everything though. It's a lot but it's not everything. So if I were starting an Instagram account today, I would first write out a list of target hashtags, ideal clients. I would really try to understand who I wanna reach on Instagram. If I'm this jewelry company again, am I trying to reach fashion stylists? Am I trying to reach the consumer? You know, is this a consumer product? Is this more for stylists? Is this like, I don't know, maybe like um, you're trying to reach boutiques or something like that to sell wholesale. I don't know. I don't really know how the industry works. I'm just making this up. But figure out which one of those categories you most want to reach out to. Now, of course, you might want to reach out to several. So you could do this a few times and have a few different uh, engagement sessions per day, one where you reach out to target customers, one where you reach out to stylists, things like that. But write out a list of your archetypes, of your ideal clients, who you're trying to reach with your Instagram. And then try to find like influencers in that space. Maybe for the consumer, it's fashion bloggers or fashion Instagrammers or TikTokers, you know, stylists. You can find some celebrity stylists, some well-known stylists. You can find, of course, some high-end boutiques, uh, wholesalers, buyers for those boutiques, etc. Figure out who those accounts are. And then also take a look at the hashtags that they're using on their posts or just any similar brand to yours is using. Go through these hashtags, audit them, see how well they tend to do, see what the quality tends to be. You know, is there like a lot of spam and a lot of junk in there or is it usually pretty good stuff? And then take those lists and every single day spend 30 minutes a day going through and engaging with some of those influencers. Maybe you're sharing some of their posts to your story saying, oh my gosh, great job styling this outfit. Stylist Latasha, you know, loved that inspiration of the week. Maybe you are just commenting on these different boutiques accounts. Oh my gosh, love this display. This is so cute. Love that jacket. You know, you're not doing it in a spammy way where you are like, buy our necklace, carry our line in your store, but you are just becoming top of mind for these influential accounts. And of course, the goal is that you kind of make friends, make Instagram friends, if you will, with them. They follow you back. They investigate, they see the link in your bio, they see what you're selling and they buy it or they reach out or they do whatever it is that you need to do. So meaningful interactions is key here. This is not heart eye emoji. This is not spamming. This is not using automation tools. Listen, I'm sure there are some out there that are legit in that work, but I haven't really found any. This is a manual game. And I think even, even spammy stuff aside, I think that having it be a manual game is important if you want to build those real manual, I guess, connections, you know, authentic connections don't come from a bot. They come from you and your actual feelings, emotions, and interactions. And then lastly, I think we focus a lot on content. Like I already mentioned specifically reels. We're like, all right, we got to do reels. we got to do reels, but we don't want to forget about stories. Stories are a really easy, quick way to connect with your audience. 
It doesn't take a lot of resources to hop on camera selfie style and just say, hey, I'm in the warehouse today. I wanted to show you a couple like new receipts before we put them onto the website. I mean, something as simple as that can one, give people kind of like a reason to follow your stories because maybe they're getting a behind the scenes, they're getting a first look, they're seeing how the sausage is made, if you will. But it's also a great place to get uh, customer feedback, do market research. I use my stories all the time to create polls. I ask you all questions like, what do you want to see next? What videos do you want to see? What type of courses should I develop next? Uh, what problems are you having in your business so I can try to help you figure them out? I ask questions all the time. I'm probably annoying to my audience, but it's really fun and it really does help me. Of course, it's not super scientific. It's not like a controlled group or anything, but it does at least give me an idea of the people who are watching my stories, which tend to be the people who are the most engaged and the most likely to purchase my products. So use stories every day. I think it's just such a great way to connect with your audience. And again, you know, if you can't make that three to five time uh, post quota per week, at least if you're doing a daily story, it's still telling Instagram, I'm alive and well, I am here. I'm trying to engage with people. I want to have conversations and your account is not just like completely dead. So it's really easy to do at minimum. You can share those reels that you create every week or share your post into your story. Or again, like I said, use this as a part of your engagement strategy, share a stylist as your, you know, muse of the week or whatever equivalent that's going to be for your business, share a fun quote or, you know, a fun infographic from another account. That's not a competitor, but maybe that's in a parallel industry. For example, you know, I talk to a lot of social media managers. That's not all that I talk to, but you know, that's most of my expertise. So I might share graphic design tips because social media managers have to know a little bit about that. I might share email marketing tips into my story, things like that, that are going to not necessarily be competitors of me, but that are just going to be supplemental information that maybe I can't necessarily give my audience myself. Okay. So let me know how Instagram is going for you. Are you struggling? Is it hard for you to grow right now? Are you in a season where maybe things are starting to look up? I would love to hear a little bit about you your experiences. If you're watching on YouTube, please use the comment section and let me know how it's going for you. Also just say, Hey, I love hearing from you. If there's any content you want to see on the podcast in the future, feel free to drop that down there as well. And if you're on the podcast platforms, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a rating and review, I want to say thank you to this one for leaving me a lovely review. It means a lot. And I think that's it for today's episode, short and sweet. I hope it was helpful and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.